Welcome to the Alchemy of Alignment podcast, where we explore the power of stories, the beauty of transformation, the empowerment of women, and the lasting impact of creatively crafted words. I'm your host, Romina Cavagnola, content creation coach working with soulful women in business to draw out the essence of their message and guide them from content overwhelm into an aligned content creation journey. Join me for a spellbinding blend of content creation coaching and inspiring conversations with women who are taking on life and business in alignment with who they are and the wisdom they have to share with the world. Are you ready? Let's explore. In this episode of Alchemy of Alignment, I speak with Hannah Marie about how routines and actions that are aligned with our birth charts can enhance our creativity and quality of life. We also talk about structures around creative flow and the influence of astrological archetypes in discovering our passions and the blocks that hold us back in life and business. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Alchemy of Alignment. My special guest today is Hannah Marie of Hannah Marie Coaching. She is a creativity coach and she works with highly creative women, guiding them to connect with the rhythms of their body's energy while using their cosmic life map as a tool to unlock their soul's gifts, synchronize them with the moon cycles so that they have clear direction and feel confident in expressing their creative voice. Welcome, Hannah. Hi, Romina. Thanks for having me. So thank excited. you. Yeah, thank you for being here today. I'm really excited to talk to you about your work. Yeah, me too. It's, it's, yeah, it's great. It's always great to talk to people. I love having these kind of conversations about, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice to connect and explore just you know, the different things that people do and, and talk about their journeys and stories. I really love that. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really nice weather here as well. Are you? You're in the UK, You're in the yeah. UK aren't you? It's churning, yeah, it's churning to, well, autumn, but it's, I love that time of year. I love that time also. It's just got really nice colours and it's, yeah, so a welcoming kind of feeling. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's weird. Fresh rejuvenation. Yeah. Time to reset and re-energise, I feel. <laughs> yeah. I like that, actually. I think, I feel like, I like spring, like I like the colours and everything, but I just, I get hay fever, so then I just feel like, oh my goodness, this is just so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not ideal. Yeah. No. no I Even though I was born in the winter, I think I'm an autumn baby at heart. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I was born in summer and it's just always really hot. And for some reason, it always manages to rain on my birthday. So <laughs> um, what star sign are you? I'm a Capricorn and um, it's... Um, Sorry, summer in your Australia. Summer in, yeah, summer in Australia. Yes, I'm a Capricorn and... Um, when I was a kid, I always used to get annoyed because I, I would want to have an outdoor birthday party and then it would just be raining and I'd be like, this is so boring. <laughs> Obviously, now I don't really care, but <laughs> was, yeah. that was really quite traumatising to want to be on the swings or something and then not being able to do that. So, <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because, it, it, you know, I'm Capricorn as well, but I think of winter with my Yeah, of course, son. yeah. One in the winter, so totally different part of the world and and kind of that you know, it's like the winter, the winter, deep winter here to think of like hibernation. I love to hibernate anyway, so. <laughs> I get that, I get that. I'm sort of like introvert at heart where, you know, you just really enjoy being alone and, you know, sitting with your own ideas and in your, in your own company. It's quite, um, 
I don't know. I just, I really like that. I enjoy that because it's, um, I get really exhausted talking to people um, a lot. Like it's just really like, even if it's a, an engaging conversation or if it's, you know, people that you really like talking to, sometimes it's just like just so much energy that you spend interacting with people. So it's good to have that sort of balance to, you know, recollect yourself and, you know, definitely. Yeah, reclaim your energy. That. Yes, <laughs> I definitely need time alone. It's it's the Capricorn, yeah. It's actually the sign of the hermit and kind of the, it, you know, people think of the mountain goat being really ambitious, which I totally relate to. Mm. But it's also like the sea goat, the old myth of bringing the, you know, wisdom of the waters up. And I find that the water realm is the emotional realm, and so we can actually be really sensitive. I think this. I think Capricorn is really misunderstood. Um, I agree. Yeah. Generally, because everyone just says, oh, they're stubborn. It's like, that's not the only <laughs> trait. Like, yes, okay, fine, I agree. But yeah. <laughs> there's so much more yeah. to it than that. Yeah. Connect to that. But yeah, there's so much more depth to it. And I think yeah. that energy can be, people think that Capricorns can be quite cold because they're not commonly, they don't find it easy to express their emotions. Mm. So they sort of keep things locked away and people like mm, misunderstand them. But actually, there's just yeah. a depth and sensitivity to them that, you know, I definitely know I'm highly sensitive. So that is my need for hibernating from the world to just <laughs> come back to myself. Otherwise, I kind of mm. take on everyone else's energy and it feels, feels too much. So, it does. I can relate uh, to that too, yeah. It's so just like when people are just feeling down, you sort of just end up without really realizing that you're taking that on. And so you go home and you think, why do I feel so depressed? Or, or yeah. you know, when people are so happy, then you just sort of joyous. And then when you get home, you're like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted from being happy. Um, because almost it's like you, you didn't have the energy to be that joyous, but because it's, you know, taking on everyone else's celebration or whatever they're doing. And then you just get home and it's like, oh, like <laughs> release, release. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And that's why I think, I mean, I'm all about habits and like structure, like I need structure. I know that part of me needs the structure. The other part of me is free spirited. So it's mm. like a balance. But if I don't have, if I don't do my daily, you know, morning routine, I feel really out of balance. So I think that's key for anyone that is or Capricorn as we're talking about this now, but in general, like that is key for feeling balanced and harmonious in yourself. Definitely. You know, and it, and it's an experimentation. Like I love to experiment with routines in the morning. Um, you know, my favorite thing is morning pages, you know, so writing three pages of A4 is, is great to kind of brain dump and get all those thoughts out of your head. Yeah. You feel much clearer. Yeah. So, that sounds really good. I, I mean, I'd like to do something like that in the morning, but my routine currently consists of, mommy, please get up because I want to watch cartoons. Oh. <laughs> so like, no, it's six o'clock in the morning, go back to sleep. Um, <laughs> it must be hard to, yeah, <laughs> to find that time. In the afternoon, maybe that's better. <laughs> yeah, I tend to do most of my stuff in the evening after he's asleep, and I actually usually feel most um, energized at that time. I'm really not sure why, but... Um, yeah, most of the time I'll find myself staying up late half the time because I have to finish something, but half the time because I'm just so like in the flow of, you know, creativity and like just the ideas are coming and I'm just like, oh, I'll just keep doing this. And then all of a sudden it's 10.30. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I should have, <laughs> should have gone to sleep. 
but mm -hmm. yeah i i totally get that just having some kind of routine that you do every day and that's something i still haven't mastered um and to be honest but i haven't tried that hard <laughs> to to do it but i can definitely see the value in in having something like that it's really quite grounding to have that kind of um that create that rhythm in your in your day yeah i totally feel you know for creatives because we can be have so many ideas we often get scattered like i know mm -hmm. i feel scattered if i don't have those routines in place and also like weak i think rituals it grounds you in your body and you mm -hmm. it's almost like i feel that create you create that safe container for your creativity to be consistent then because mm -hmm. you have those practices that connect you to yourself because i know i don't want to create i don't want to be creative when i feel disconnected or i feel mm -hmm. really tired yeah um so that's interesting you're saying about the afternoon because i think as well like our creativity goes in different rhythms so some mm. people are creative in the afternoon like you in the evening and some people are creative in the morning so i think it's really learning to work with your own energy and your own that's why i say the body rhythms are so powerful because we can mm. really it can enhance your creativity when you tune into that yeah so, Definitely sounds like that would make it easier. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, I've started a, you know, a lunar return diary or something else, but, and my mentor said, you know, just, you have a, you have a, you look at the natal chart for the month and just die, keep a diary of how you feel and how you, what your thoughts are throughout the day. And then you can look at the themes in your natal chart to help you, you understand why you were feeling that tired. I mean, this is bringing into astrology into it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which but, is a big um, part of your work, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's why I think, you know, I'm about creativity, but it's also the astrology can really help guide us mm. and direct our energy. You know, for example, it's a new moon in, in Virgo today. So that's a really grounding energy. That earth energy can, you know, help us create more structures and habits that contain our creativity as i said yeah. so this is a really good time to start new things yeah just daily habits that you can do you know but yeah what what do you think it is that, that stops you creating the this sort of daily habits for yourself i think probably because i'm never really sure what's going to be happening with you know what does my son need and, and and all of that so i i know that in the morning it's just not a good time for me because i'm not a morning person to begin with and then i know that he's going to be you know mommy can i have breakfast mommy can we play can we you know whatever get ready for for going to daycare and, and things like that so then i start thinking oh you know i should have an evening routine instead so that after he goes to sleep i should have like some kind of thing that i always do that's my my thing to unwind and whatever and then I'll always sort of cheat myself out of it. I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to unwind with Netflix. And then I end up sitting there for two hours watching, you know, Shit's Creek or something. <laughs> it's just not really a productive um, way to unwind. I think that that's sort of my default is just to go like, what's the thing I don't have to think about? And so I'll find that sort of mindless task and, and do that instead. Um, so I think I'm not sure if it's just, I'm not really sure what task or what routine to commit to as, a, as like a daily um, introspective thing. Sometimes I'll journal, sometimes I will just like listen to music and think about stuff, you know, process things. But um, 
I'm not sure if it's just that I haven't found the thing that I feel like is my, my thing that will keep me consistent. Maybe mm. there's definitely something, there's some kind of block around it. Mm, that's interesting. I mm. think I, th I do see that a lot because as well, I think it's really experimenting with it. Mm. So like finding what works for you, like I, as a, as advice, I've changed my morning routine up so many times to just find what works for me. And I think what it is, is like, we have really high expectations on ourselves. Like yeah. we put pressure on ourselves to have it all worked out. Mm. But I think the, the thing is just being curious to what feels good, what feels supportive. And it probably changes as you change, you know, throughout the, probably. Yeah. the year as well. But I would just start small and just, and I think just starting with one thing is the best advice because yeah. I have done morning routines that are like two, two hours long and felt actually more stressed because I've got to fit my long routine in. So that's, you know, start small to mm -hmm. make it easy to commit to. Um, okay. But things like, you know, I guess it's asking yourself, what is it that, that makes you feel grounded and feel calm in yourself? I'd start with that yeah um, and you know it could be meditation or even five minutes outside like i've started drinking coffee outside in the morning just okay. to you know get the fresh air and connect with nature so yeah it's really nice going out into the i just i like the air here because it smells just like trees instead <laughs> of like yeah. pollution um that's why i live out here and it's um there are some really nice landscapes around here because there's just some farms up the road and, and things like that i like driving out there um, and I'll often take my son out there when I'm trying to get him to nap and we'll walk around a little bit. And then when I start driving, he falls asleep. And um, I often think I should come here by myself and take some nice photos or, or just sit there and write something. And I just never do it. I don't know why. But um, do you have the same routine every single day or do you change your routine depending on what that day is like? Oh, that's a good question. Generally, I have the same, same morning routine every day. I do like that structure that part grounds me and just starts my day off, which is, you know, my morning pages, which are three pages of A4. So just a brain dump. Mm -hmm. But in that, I, I kind of play around with it. Sometimes I'll write about gratitude in those pages sometimes, which is another fun thing to do is actually, you know, what are you calling in? Mm. So I started um, running a, a course at the moment and I told my ladies to, uh, it's a Zodiac archetype course and they were connecting with the Gemini archetype. And Gemini is all about language and kind of calling things into reality. So I said, right, you're calling something in, what is it you want, what is it you desire? And when you write in the present tense, it just helps you align with that desire much easier. So you can, I am enjoying a walk in nature, you know, with my partner, if you're calling in a partner and, and just really connecting with the feelings. I think that's a really fun exercise to do. So I play around in my morning pages, but I always do the pages as okay. such. Um, and then I do, a, I'm doing visualization to, to draw in more clients at the moment. That's my, so it, you know, my morning routine is about half an hour, so it's not too long. Hmm. Um, but over time I've definitely changed it up a bit, you know, so yeah, I think, I think it depends on what sort of person you are because yeah. people don't, the thing is we have resistance to structure, but at the same time we really need it. <laughs> Definitely. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. My yeah. brain actually works best when I have a system 
So uh, people think it's kind of odd that you need, like you said, a structure or a framework or a system or whatever to be creative and to let that flow happen. But if your brain is worried about all the other things that you need to be doing, or if it's worried about how do I actually do the thing that I'm about to do, you can't be doing the fluid intuitive aspect of it and the organized systematic aspect of it at the same time. It doesn't really work simultaneously. So if you have that structure or that framework, whatever it it is to you, like whatever it is that works for you, then that other element of just letting the flow come, letting things like, this is what I tell my clients with content creation is when you're in alignment, things will flow. So if you're worried about, I don't have ideas, or if you're worried about how, you know, I don't write well, or, you know, I have this deadline, or I don't know what my client wants, whatever it is, like, I don't know what I should be sharing on Facebook, that chatter is distracting me from the flow. So the ideas don't come or the words don't come. So instead, quiet the chatter, find a, a systematic approach that works for you so that mm-hmm. then you can just sit there and you do all the steps so that by the time you sit down, the flow just comes, right? Um, exactly. yeah. yeah. So I, th- I can definitely um, resonate with what you're, what you're saying. Yeah. And, um, it's totally true. And I think it also makes you feel more confident in what you're doing. Because as you said, if you've got all that chatter in your mind, you're going to feel confused. You're going to mm-hmm. feel self-doubt. And that's what I see my clients is they resist. It's like they have a block around, they resist mm. structure because they think it's going to stifle their creativity. Definitely. But actually, by the way. It is. I think they associate structure with rigidity. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, there definitely can be systems and structures that are rigid um, and they don't allow for that movement, but there are definitely ways that you can create a system that allows for that creativity or that intuitive flow. Absolutely. Exactly. exactly. And it grounds you. Mm. And I think even, you know, even if you have a morning routine and one day you're super busy, even if you do that one thing, like you just write one line of your morning pages, you know, that's okay. We're only human. And I mm. think we just put so much pressure on ourselves. So I think it's learning to flow with our with our lives as well because you know as you said if you have busy lives you can't be maybe consistent all the time but if you just have that foundation once you've created that habit it's much easier to you know maintain that long term mm. so yeah I just say play around and also just find what works for you well it might actually be that you have you know something in the day so you because I have as a Capricorn I can work hard and kind of be stuck on my screen and not take breaks Mm. but I've realized the importance of having breaks you know my business is like just a 10 minute break to refresh to go outside in nature or you know to read a a bit of a book something that just keeps me in the flow so I think those parts as well are really important is maybe a morning routine doesn't work for everyone maybe it's an evening routine as you said or it's you know, having something in the middle of your day, you know, just movement or something that helps you, you know, maintain that connection with yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be more productive. That's what I've noticed is I'm so much more productive when I've, it's almost like I like this analogy of a client gave me. It's like you, you know, in the olden days, she said, she's in her fifties and she said her grandparents are very strict about food 
And now she's like, it's, it's learning to eat your dessert before your main course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really love that because it's like, it's learning to play, which we don't always do. Like play, let your inner child be happy. And then you can get down with the serious stuff and eat your main course and it will be, it will be much easier. You know, even if there's mm. some vegetables on the plate you don't like, it's going to be easy because you've had your fun. You've had that, mm. and that thing that fills you up with joy. Yeah, so, so it's a bit of self-care, isn't it? Yeah, self-care, exactly. Yeah, all these things support us. Yeah, I was actually, um, on, that, on that note, I was talking to someone the other day, um, I was doing a training on productivity, um, actually, and um, the, the thing that he said was that um, our brain is not a machine. Our brain actually needs to reset every so often so that we can come back and continue to be productive. And instead, what our tendency is, is to push ourselves because we're afraid of time and the fact that time runs out. But if we change the way we look at time, so that it's not like a countdown sort of situation. And instead we look at what we're doing as a sequence of events, then actually that fear is removed because there's no timer on what we're doing. And it's all about the mechanism of how our brain works and what activity we're dedicating um, our brain to in that moment. And I just thought, wow, that's just like a, that was like a aha moment for me because I'm very much like, I'm not afraid of deadlines and I tend to work pretty well when I have a deadline and I'll, I'll sort of, not the best thing, but sometimes I will actually work really close to the deadline and, and like it just flows, but not the best thing for my brain because then I'm tired afterwards. And then my brain's like, I don't want to think about something else. And I've got still other things to think about. So when you mentioned that, this whole idea that you need these little breaks and people sort of confuse the idea of taking a break as wasting time or as um, like a luxury or something like that, mm. when really it's actually um, refreshing your brain and, and, um, one of the analogies that he used was that um, if you are an engineer and your, your brain is the plant, would you let your plant get run down before you did anything about it? Or would you actually go in and calibrate everything to make sure the plant was working really well? And I thought, wow, this is really like, it just really resonated with me. And yeah, yes, I love that. yeah. that's a great image. Yeah. And I think it's almost like, like, like what he said, it's like, if we don't check in with ourselves, we're just running on autopilot. You know, exactly. we're not present with what we're doing. And actually, I think the, you know, the most, the deepest creativity and almost the best creativity that also nourishes us and inspires others is coming from that space of connection and, yeah. you know, feeling centered in our being, feeling connected to ourselves. I'm all for that. And as you said, I think it's that we've got into that thinking that we have to work hard. Mm. It's actually work smarter and you know, lean into the feminine. Mm. I think you've been taught to push and if you want to achieve, you have to be working, you know, God knows how many hours a day, but actually I feel the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of slowing down and being a lot more present and trying to, to kind of give more love and attention to everything I do rather than it being, you know, a huge checklist of things that- exactly. I'm not How much can I get done in this amount of time? Yeah. <laughs> exactly so and as women that's that's the gift for us i think you know we all need that masculine which is the you know action taking part of us mm. but we the just need to learn. yeah yeah exactly we all need the the feminine the part that you know nurtures we nurture ourselves and we're receptive to yeah. 
you know what we're being guided to do so exactly yeah that's a key part there i love that <laughs> yeah with the um the routines that you were talking about i wondered whether it would work at all to start with a weekly routine for people who feel like they can't do something every day what if you committed to having like one thing that you do absolutely um every week and it's not just like let's read a book or let's you know go to the hairdresser or something like i'm talking about like an actual introspective type of activity with meditation or journaling or, or whatever do you think that would have an effect yeah so definitely i think if you know if people are, are busy then i would start with data with weekly as you said i think it's um it's the main you know the, the intention behind it is really to just clear your head so like you said introspection is really key um so yeah people could just start with like you know an hour every saturday you know just kind of see it as a time for you to nourish yourself and connect mm -hmm. with yourself and maybe that takes away that resistance to oh my gosh i've got to do my morning routine every day and then they're not stick to it because they just get sidetracked by mm -hmm. something else yeah exactly and I, I think i see that is people have so many ideas they're confused so just, I think we need to just be, decide what you're going to commit to. Because it takes a long time to create that habit. Mm. So yeah, just start weekly with, you know, maybe it is a nourishing bath with candles and, you know, meditate in the bath or something and go into nature, even just an hour. Just, yeah, start small. I'd say it's a great place to start for mm. anyone struggling with routine, for sure. Yeah. I think I'm definitely going to do that <laughs> start weekly and then see how i go i kind of feel like the way my life schedule kind of is with you know with work and with family stuff and my son and just do various things i kind of feel like i would need different types of routines depending on what kind of day it is that's okay. why i think maybe that's part of my resistance is how can i do the same thing every day when my days are all different so right okay that's um, interesting to notice that yeah. so maybe it's that you need you know i also say to clients who have that one variety is maybe you do do something different every day depending on how you're feeling like you said depending on how your day is so what you could do is actually from i always refer to the book the artist's way because it's a great book by julia cameron for anyone that hasn't read it it's a creative recovery course uh sorry 12 week course okay but she talks about just writing down, you know, what you love to do. So just write a list of things that make you feel really calm so that then maybe instead of having the same thing you do every day, you can refer to that list. So then, you know, your brain goes, oh, I can pick something off that list to do. And then you can do something different every day. But then I think you're still that, doing something. Exactly. I yeah. think that cuts out the resistance, you know, if, Ideally, I think, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I do say structure changes my life and I, yeah. I would say to do the same thing, but if yeah. somebody's really struggling, then just pick a different thing, have like a lucky yeah. dip of things you could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could write them in a jar and just pick them out and, and do that thing. You know, it's not a big deal that the main is, I think it's reframing that you know the word structure as well and seeing it as a positive thing yeah rather than a thing that's gonna fence you in yeah so 
you know, like looking that. at the root cause of <laughs> why you feel, you know, why you feel resistant to structure. I mean, I know I do because I, I didn't enjoy school. So I didn't enjoy that, you know, routine of having to go to school and everything felt really rigid. Yeah. That made me rebelled when I got older and <laughs> went the other <laughs> way. So, yeah, there, there's definitely a balance with it. Um, Since we're talking about your, your childhood and your resistance around the structure and everything, I understand that you've got a, a pretty profound experience with this, um, with the kind of support that you offer other women, uh, creative women. And I wonder if you can tell us a bit about that journey and how the art side has helped you, you know, develop through that from that period of, you know, resistance and feeling boxed in to where you are now. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, basically it all started, I mean, I was a very shy, shy, sensitive child and I understand it now. I was highly sensitive, but I was, that wasn't understood. Mm. Um, and I just, I was really late to start speaking. My mum said I used to sort of be really frustrated and try and speak things, but it was all just kind of noises rather than words and I used to get so frustrated <laughs> I mean the kids go through that but it was a lot with me and you know I was I was I was really free spirit from early on you know I used to hate staying in the buggy I want to go off exploring and and also being an only child I think that I, I had to mature really quickly or I, I felt that I did and there was this sense of because I was so sensitive and because I was so creative that I think for me, school was really challenging because I didn't feel understood. You know, it was, you know, I went to an all girls school, which was, you know, fine, but as a lot of schools are, it was very focused on the academic things. Mm. And so I always felt like I blended into the background, you know, I wasn't, I didn't feel acknowledged for being creative particularly I had a couple of teachers that I loved but you know I always used to compare myself and then again that didn't help my self-esteem so I guess for me that the art part of this the creative part of me needed something as an outlet to help that anxiety and you know without going I could be talking about this all day but I used to <laughs> suffer from you know stomach cramps a lot I think it started probably when I was about eight. I don't remember exactly, but, you know, they went on and it was like my anxiety was manifesting in these stomach cramps. And it was because I was so anxious about going to school. And so, you know, from an early age, I found creativity. I, you know, my mum always found me, you know, painting or drawing or something. And for me, that was like, I went into my own little world and that, that felt like safe for me in this mm what felt like an overwhelming world for me it 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 nourished me it felt like a way to express what I couldn't speak out so for me painting and drawing is is fundamental has always been so important for my you know mental health in a way and just progressing and and you know I've gone through different phases in my life but it's always been there whatever challenge I've gone through it's it's been there as a tool to maintain my, to help me express myself when I didn't really want to, I couldn't voice what I felt. So yeah, it was, it was a long, you know, 
ups and downs still still work in progress as we all are but, you know it did that's why I'm so passionate about creativity in general and people finding what works for them to help support their their self-expression really because if you if you feel invisible you have a lot you have low self-esteem which you know we can all go through those phases but particularly as a child it really affects you your confidence growing up Mm, so definitely does yeah there's there's been a lot of you know challenges i've had to overcome to just speak out that's been a big thing for me um but the arts helped me help be an outlet for that for me so you know i hope everyone finds something that supports them doesn't matter if you can't paint or draw it's not about that that creativity really is a a way of being to me it's a way of being connected to yourself and you know what is it that your heart needs to express from that place of feeling centered so it's really quite a cathartic thing isn't it to engage in a in a creative process whatever that that happens to be for you and i think it's Mm -hmm. it's really good that these days people are sort of more aware of the therapeutic value of doing something artistic or creative whereas sort of before 10 15 years ago it was just like almost like creativity wasn't like important at all um and even i remember when i was in high school people were planning what subjects they were going to do and and things like that and everyone's just like oh i'll just do art because it's a blood blood subject um and that sort of that mentality of like it's not important is we just grow up with that i think and for those of us who are creative i mean i've always been creative I, i did have interest in like some science subjects and things like that but primarily wanting to do creative things I did dance and and um things like that it's almost like like you said it's not being acknowledged that you have this other um element to yourself and my school didn't have well it had very very little creative opportunities so there was no band there was no dance team or anything like that so it was almost like you had to (laughs) try to justify being creative and it wasn't like a thing that people um looked at as important so I think it's really great that there are people you know like yourself working with this um, concept of the fact that creativity is something that's really important in your life whether you consider yourself an artist or not because being an artist and being creative are two different things right people seem to think that creativity is about can I draw can I paint can I whatever sew something it's not about the the process like the outcome it's it's about the process of you know, like you said, speaking from your heart or like evaluating your, your inner thoughts and, and things like that. And I think it's really great to have, to have the opportunity to work with someone like you that, that can help them to draw, draw that out. Cause often it's something that if you don't see yourself necessarily as creative, or if you haven't had that opportunity, it's a little bit hard to do that yourself, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, you can get in the rabbit hole, you get stuck mm-hmm. feeling blocked, and, and often I see it with creatives or people that feel blocked is, they've not had that support and encouragement so their creativity has just been stuffed and it's not they've not seen it as a priority you know they as you said it's not being valued or acknowledged so they think oh well that's that's not important and I think things are changing in the world but there is that part of me that gets so fired up of like you know we need to ditch this idea of the starving artist because you know creativity is is as you said before therapeutic 
and actually artists and creative people have a lot to give to the world you know i think we're very valuable in that we you know it's almost like we express what is not what people don't want to speak or don't want to acknowledge so we actually express the truth from a deeper place and mm. and sometimes it's i know for myself it feels channeled like i'll get you know I've, I've, i'm very visual so i'll get like some image of something and have to paint it and i don't really know where that's coming from but it's it's always when i'm connected it feels like a that i'm just a channel for mm. that image or idea to flow through um so we are all open channels and we can all if we're open we can all receive that information and bring it into the world you know life's life's hard as it hard enough as it is we need more beauty and we you do know, yeah you know more harmony so i think art and creativity is the way to go with that absolutely and, yeah definitely definitely agree with that i think it's um important to understand that creative people think differently and so when you attack a problem in the same way over and over again you're going to just keep coming up against these obstacles and then if you change the way you think about it which is kind of hard for people to do if they're not creative i think and that's why like you said it's important that these creative people are expressing themselves because that brings about the change that that we need and it's changing how we look at problems and how and how we approach different things in our lives definitely totally yeah yeah, yeah. honoring you know what your creative talents are and some people, you know, I've seen it where actually a woman came through my intuitive art classes and she hadn't touched a paintbrush for about 15 years or something just because, you know, she'd lost touch with that creative part of herself. And she started coming to these sessions, which is, you know, more a guided meditation and intuitive art, which is therapeutic for people. And she just said she feels so so calm when she paints or draws and so that's you know it is a therapy and and I, I also want to teach people and tell them it doesn't matter in that process what the outcome is it's more about the process you know so you're releasing stress and anxiety as well from painting or drawing if you are willing to create crappy art as they say <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's actually just have fun with it. And it's like really letting go. And I think that's what we have problems with is we want to control everything, but creativity can't be controlled. You know, it mm. is. So kind of we, against the point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not in control. Actually, yeah. I've got this book on my bookshelf, which I keep looking at called the Elizabeth Gilbert big magic, which is staring at me. <laughs> so you know this idea that we get those visions and ideas for a reason and that is ours to channel and to express into the world yeah so don't ignore that <laughs> no definitely i think yeah i think people sometimes are afraid of the messages they're going to receive and, and they don't want to have to deal with that sort of awakened way of looking at things totally yeah yeah, yeah exactly and and that's funny because I think artists, they always say are very psychic. They're really mm. intuitive. So people are scared to open that up. I think so. I think because they're afraid of what people will think if they start talking about messages that they receive or being psychic or things like that, which have traditionally sort of been frowned upon um, because they're misunderstood. Like we were talking about before with this whole idea of the Capricorn being misunderstood 
it's it's the same it's the same idea is that psychics and people like that are misunderstood as you know not great things when actually they just have a clearer channel it's it's just more open and so they're they're willing to receive yeah definitely yeah definitely i mean i was in awe i once went to this um spiritual church i used to go when i lived in london and i took my mum there once and there was not only a psychic medium but also a psychic artist so they were picking up on the spirit and actually painting the spirit and it was incredible because some people are skeptical no i believe it because i've seen it but they started drawing a face and then it came through and he was, you know, connecting to his energy and it turned out to be my great uncle, which he's skeptic, but to see a a painting as well of your relative, (laughs) as well as this person channeling them, that is, you know, that is a gift and that is, you know, we all need guidance. So why not receive guidance from our relatives and ancestors? I think that's, a great way to again if you're open to it receive that wisdom yeah absolutely <laughs> i love that stuff <laughs> no I, I find it fascinating i think we could just talk about this all day <laughs> yeah. um but we won't instead i want to bring the conversation back to astrology because that's a huge part of the work that you do and i, I want to um i want to talk a, about how astrology like the the different ways that it can sort of guide our life paths like it's really amazing how this influence of you know everyone thinks that horoscopes are just you know hogwash and and stuff like that and you know to be fair some of them really are quite generic but um how can this idea of our birth chart and these archetypes that you were talking about in astrology how can that help us to unlock creativity or, or receive guidance in our lives yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, so for me, I mean, ast- astrology is, you know, we have this natal chart. So we have this, you know, birth chart from when we were born, which shows where the planets were when we were born. And I just think that is so incredible because we've got a snapshot of these energies out there, which are actually within us. And I think that's that's key to understanding ourselves is actually connecting with the, the energies in our natal chart. And, you know, what I mean by that is, as you said about archetypes, it's actually, you know, for me, when I found astrology properly was about 2017 and I started studying it from a book and then I went on to study it, you know, with a teacher and... Mm. I was just blown away by how accurate it was and it gave me a sense of understanding myself at a deeper level, you know, like it gave me permission to be true to myself and express that through my creativity. Um, you know, like I learned that I had a lot of Capricorn in my chart, but I also learned that there's this free spirited part of me, which is the Sagittarius energy, which, you know, needs adventure and needs to feel free. So it's like honoring all the parts of yourself actually allows you to be more authentic and allows you to, to feel more empowered in who you are, you know? So rather than going, Oh, look at, you know, comparing ourselves, which we constantly do. And I've done that a lot in my life. It was like, Oh my gosh, this, what you're saying is like understanding your core needs, your core desires through that natal chart at a real deep level that actually 
helps you connect with your your truth mm. and that wisdom and then that's where it gets really exciting that you can you know channel your creativity in a way that feels really from a space of joy and connection rather than you know trying to control and trying to go well i should paint this like this because that's what i learned at school so it frees you up i think and yeah it frees you up and and you know there's so much i could go into but you know when i found for example in my chart the planets are in different houses so the houses relate to the different parts of your life and when i started understanding that it just gives you freedom to almost like harness these gifts in yourself um and you know i found my venus which is your self-worth and what is beautiful for you and how you love was in my 12th house which is the house of um surrender and the house of the spiritual realm so to me that made sense because i've always been curious about like psychic things and you know meditation so it was showing me that to feel worthy a, a important part of that for me was to actually go and retreat and be alone and she meditate and actually when i meditate and i do those things alone that actually helps me be creative helps me you know open up my creative channels in a way so for me astrology has yeah given me a deeper connection with myself and show me you know what is my purpose through these planets and and the archetypes as you say you know for for me capricorn's often been misunderstood and i always thought why am i so sensitive and then i understood the the sea goat part of the capricorn mm. is the you know emotional wisdom yeah that up from the depths so there's a lot in your natal chart that can be tapped into um through which i do with clients and you know again it's once you understand your life map and these different archetypes, then you can work with the archetypes in a, you know, creatively, for example, this, you know, women had some strong Scorpio energy. So the theme was rising from the ashes. So I got her to go and paint that, that theme. What does it feel like rising from the ashes? And she expressed that through a painting. So that's when it becomes a really powerful tool for, you know, unlocking that creativity. Yeah. Awesome. So it's like, it's almost like directions really, like not rigid ones, but maybe like more like a compass. It's like, where do I need to go now? Where do I need to put my attention? What directions do I need to go in? And, and sort of receiving that information in a very tailored way, just because it's unique yeah. to when you were born exactly yeah direction gives you direction so That's you amazing. know what works with you yeah yeah i love that idea actually <laughs> yeah. it's so fascinating i mean it's it I, i'm learning more about my chart every day <laughs> it's all it's ongoing <laughs> i think it just probably is just a lifelong journey isn't isn't it because it's as we develop and as we do more of this personal personal growth type of work and the inner work that, that we do when we, you know, when we go int introspectively and then find the, the blocks or, you know, whatever the resistance is, and then we do that work to, to get over that. And then mm. it's almost like we relate to those themes in a different way because we're constantly growing and, and learning. 
definitely yeah yeah, yeah really really too it's, it's a it's a path personal development definitely and it's not an easy one all the time <laughs> but for me astrology has been really supportive in that you know I, d I don't know how I would have guided myself you know to what I'm doing without it in a way actually so it's given me more confidence in myself and you know a, a deeper understanding of like maybe the fears that are deeply ingrained in me and those yeah. patterns that we keep repeating so you know I think we need to look at our strengths but we also need to look at the things that hold us back that is really important so that is in the natal chart as well which is super insightful <laughs> so I kind of yeah. feel like with your journey and and you know the experience that you've had and, and the work that you do now it's almost like you're this embodiment of what happens when you do this kind of work like if if someone were to work with you they would sort of be able to see that journey reflected in in you know your own experience of, of how you've come through this you know blocked creativity through this all the personal work and, and to how you are now and you express yourself so confidently it's almost like they can see that already like it like proof it works kind of thing oh. yeah <laughs> I love that I love that <laughs> I never thought <laughs> like that but yeah I it's funny you say embodiment because I don't know that word embodied keeps coming to me you know for the last few months it's you know for me I think on the spiritual path on the personal development path there's so many things you go and explore and I think I've been searching for so long and it's finally I really only say like this year that I've really almost integrated what I've learned in a sense of bringing the astrology and creativity together and that's always been a bit of a challenge because I thought they were separate mm -hmm. but actually they are together um, they are as one so I love that you say embodiment because I think that's what I'm I want people to do is you know act on their feelings instead of always having ideas and thoughts out here like how do you bring them into your everyday life and you know actually embody your values and your truth through creativity as well so so it's almost like coming back to routines that is sort of a mechanism that allows you to embody that the creativity and the and the you know the intuition and all this yeah conceptual um things it's a way of of as you said, that's a grounding activity. So it's a way of bringing that out of your brain and into your body is you're physically writing whatever the thoughts are, or you are walking on the earth and that's connecting you to mother nature and just whatever activity you choose to do. The whole point of it is that it's taking it out of the mind space and into the, into the body, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And, and I love that you say, yeah, take it into the body. Exactly that as well because you know the archetypes i think we are you know creative people can be very visual so having those stories for each you know zodiac sign is really you know opens your imagination as well and you almost see when these archetypes you know when these you know, zodiac signs are actually playing out in your life and that's where i find it so fascinating um you know, the Capricorn thing, I very much relate to this mountain goat, you know, climbing up the mountain because they're crazy. If you watch them, they literally are clinging on, you know, on a sheer yeah. cliff. It's and they're ridiculous. still going. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're just 
bouncing up the mountain. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But I think that's such a good image of this, you know, determination and endurance that Capricorns have. And when you see it in that, in that way, you're kind of, it's easier to relate to mm. rather than just a concept. So I love the imagery that comes with, you know, the astrology signs yeah. um, and seeing how it plays out in different ways. So yeah, it's, it's fascinating. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and if yeah. someone wanted to look into their birth chart or, you know, look into this way of working with, um, you know, the creative coaching that, that you do, how could someone find you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram and I have a Facebook page. So Instagram is, I just changed it, is at <laughs> Hannah Marie Coaching. Um, and the same same on Facebook business page is Hannah Marie Coaching. Okay. So you'll be able to find things. Yeah. Follow yeah. me on there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll put those in, in the notes as well. So it's easy for people to find you. Um, right. And do you have anything special that you'd like to share today before we wrap up? Yeah. I mean, I have opened some slots for a one-to-one -one program with women. So as I said, I've been kind of pivoting and kind of really working out my niche and going round in circles, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm getting clearer. And this program is really for visual artists. So women that are you know, in the first stages of business. So, you know, six months to a year in, Mm -hmm. and maybe they're feeling really lost so people that women that don't have a structure or um and they don't they doubt themselves and they they're not making consistent money so their aim is to make consistent money from their art and okay. make it make it into a business so those women i can really support because i understand i've been through that journey so this one-to-one -one program is uh is over three months so one-to-one -one sessions and like we've talked about it's really helping women find you know uh weekly and daily structures that will support their creativity okay so we build those habits in place adjust and adapt every session and also obviously giving them i actually give creative projects in between which is really fun because it gets them to work with the archetypes, like I said before. So just getting them reconnected with themselves and feeling more confident in their creativity. So they feel confident to go and promote and actually sell their art in their business. So that is the aim at the end of the day, they will feel, they'll have a di clear direction to follow. They'll feel more grounded in themselves um, because I know how scattered we can feel as creatives without direction. So I want to, guide these women every session and through that obviously the process is looking we'll use the natal chart to help them understand their deepest mm -hmm. needs deepest desires and their you know create a vision what are they creating so that is something that i have um some spots open for okay. so that is open from now if if women uh, want to sign up then you can reach out to me if you want to see if this is a good fit by your facebook page they can contact facebook you page. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's a good place to be um and i also have a uh, actually the embodied women community on mm -hmm. facebook so if people want to experience more of what i'm teaching then you can can join that and and see what you feel yeah so 
fabulous. I love that community. It's very nice. It's uh, it just feels like a really welcoming space, and it's um, it's always got interesting stuff in it. It's got the, <laughs> the new moon and the and the forecast and all that. Um, and also you do those um the conversations, don't you, on the on the YouTube um yeah. platform? Mm. Yeah, something else I've started. So I've started a platform called Heart Center Visionaries on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So a bit like what you're doing in a way is is speaking to people and people in business uh mine is i guess in the well-being field so anyone you know my idea my intention behind it is to inspire people to so they share their wisdom to help them on their spiritual journey so that that's exciting um so more interviews on that coming through so you can find some that (laughs) yeah awesome well, thank you for sharing all of that. It's been a really fascinating conversation with just lots of little gems <laughs> wow. um, around astrology and, and this idea of creativity and embodying that. I really, I really resonate with that. Um, and I love the the tips around the the routine stuff because I feel like that's something really practical that people could actually listen to and then say, oh, I could actually implement that. So, thank you so much for sharing that today and for being here and talking thank to me. You. It's been amazing. You have to come on my YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> okay, amazing. Well, Thank you so much. It's been really fun. Yeah, yeah, likewise. Thank you so much for, for coming on today. And I hope everyone else has enjoyed this episode. I'm sure they have. I mean, I don't know why I'm hoping. <laughs> I know everyone has enjoyed this episode today. And I will bring you some more fabulous guests very soon. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Alchemy of Alignment. If you'd like to receive regular email updates about new podcast episodes, powerful insights into aligned content creation, early invitations to any of my offerings, and whatever else I happen to be exploring, go to RaminaCavagnola.com forward slash essence. If my message resonates with you, I'd love it if you'd take a moment to rate and review so that other soulful women can find their way here. And don't forget to tune into the next episode. Until then, may you ride the wave of clarity and intuition all the way to the shore of aligned content creation.